Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Steve, a.k.a. Watson Geek. I'm here, my boy, Chad. We are an inclusive podcast that focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nerds here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 Salam Nerds, it's your boy Neebs, a.k.a. Watchman Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Creep. <laughs> the intro song. That, that was so good. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of stuff to get down with this show, so we got a lot to talk about. But before we do, I want to introduce you guys to my homie, the official Megs, Adam. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. Oh my god, that is crazy. I mean, also if you want, I do tricks. Uh, I could talk like this for the entire podcast if you want. What? Uh, or I could sit here like God of War, whatever you want. <laughs> you Kratos. That's so cool. Or I one of my favorite while I'm playing Warzone is I'll do. Uh, where is it? It's this one. Oh. Prox chat, that's all oh, they can hear. Did you do the Halo voice but with Little Mermaid? <laughs> wow. That is wild. I, I need that specific Thank one. Listen, you need to train us on how to use these podcasts because, like, we're like novices compared to you. You did your intro and I saw it and I went, God, this is so much better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the only reason our intro is good is that we have, like, uh, permission to use music from, like, an actual, like, yeah. DJ. <laughs> See, that's what you Shout do. Shout out you, to you, Jai Wolf. Please go you, listen and follow. This is, how you, this is how you get authentic music on your podcast. You invite them on your show, and you suck up to them really hard, and then they let you do it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll ask some people. I, I got a couple of people that do music. I'll, I'll, I can ask them for some stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. But, uh, listen, speaking of music, man... Guardians of the Galaxy, you know they always, always have always have amazing music. And this episode starts off with Rocket listening to Creep. Uh, Creep is a song about a little bit about self-hatred, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and you can see, like, you know, Rocket's going through it, man. Rocket is going through it. Uh, Star-Lord is going through it. A lot of these people are definitely going through it. And as we saw from the Christmas special... Uh, Star-Lord is having a hard time with Gamora being gone. Uh, so that's what we get into. And we get to learn about Rocket. So the way I want to do it is I want to focus on Rocket first. Then we'll focus on the other characters. Then we'll focus on the stories. And then we'll focus on some of the fun Easter eggs. Now, Rocket is probably the most complicated 
character in the movie and according to James Gunn he has been the secret protagonist all along which I think is really really cool Adam what are your thoughts about that I it's funny right because I've said this for a while now that he has always been like the main person and nobody noticed it's like a it's like a bed of pretty flowers and they put a really nice tree there and it starts to go and then look it starts to bloom and now volume three is here's this ginormous redwood and just like just like she says it was always your story and mm-hmm. i love that james oh, does this Lila thing yeah when lavia says it i love when i love that um that james has this thing that he always does of misdirecting where right. you think one thing's happening or you miss or you think something else is going on when really it's like the fifth thing it's like when you watch any kind of like network television cop show it's always somebody you've met in the beginning but you never know which one. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. And it's really interesting to me because one of the only people that really understood um, Rocket was actually Yandu in in episode uh, two, in volume two, where he goes like, I know what they did to you because like you're me. And he really understood Rocket. And I thought that was really telling and why he acts the way he acts because he has always been like so mean and so angry and like when you watch volume two you're like why is he like this and then you kind of understand after watching this why he's like the way he is um and i think a lot of it really happens in infinity war between infinity war and endgame because we see that him and gamora uh not gamora him and uh nebula nebula probably get like really really attached and you see like people are always calling him a raccoon a rabbit like all these other things right and then even like tony sharks calls him a builder bear and he goes yeah you know what maybe i am because he never really knew what he was i mean how and, funny the builder bear was so accurate right kind of yeah <laughs> this is actually very accurate in a way he is a builder bear <laughs> so unfortunate how accurate where's the heart that i have to hit what, what sound comes out oh man <laughs> that was that's that's rough man there's a lot of self-hatred it's funny because i always um i was talking to jay Frigian and them about some other stuff where i I knew rocket wasn't uh are we doing spoilers by the way uh yes we are doing spoilers okay so i knew rocket wasn't gonna die and i knew it only because like every time one of the movies went to do something they pushed real hard into something and it never happened but it was always somebody close to them. So, like, it was, you know, oh, Drax is going to die. No, Groot died. That's when I started to kind of go, ah, Rocket's best friend died. Well, wow, that's crazy. And then you looked at the connection him and Yondu had, and what, and right in front of you, it's really Yondu and Peter, the father-son dynamic, and he dies. No, Rocket's realization dies of, of who he is and, right. and the person telling him that. And I was like, this is about Rocket. He's making this about Rocket. This is 100% Rocket, and Rocket's going to take over the Guardians. And that's what's going to And then, like, somebody net near him is going to die. Now, nobody died, but it, it was his story. I mean, technically, someone did die, his entire family, basically. But I mean, that entire counter Earth. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> billions of lives there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you mean because this movie regardless of people dying or not, they didn't have plot armor because you knew a lot of the actors were not going to return. You knew that James Gunn wasn't going to direct another one. And you knew a lot of these characters were going to be retired. So even though you didn't have anyone die, there was a, a moment in the 
in the movie where I thought any one of these people can die because a lot of them were not supposed to come back. And I like that element. It's like, I know Drax is never going to do it again. He's done. You know, uh, Bradley Cooper is done. Uh, I don't know who else, but like a lot of these characters were just done, right? The only person that... Zoe Saldana's also done. Yeah. I think Zoe's done in general with a lot of this. I mean, look, she still has the other two Avatar movies. She just got done doing all this, which, let's be honest, she'll come back for Secret War probably. Sure. Um, but that'll be it, it. And and at that point, it's like, maybe we have a Ravager movie we don't know about. But, like... I think that's too I, much I content. Yeah, I don't see... Because now, what do you do, right? The argument was we had too much content now. Well, what are we going to do? Six different Guardian spinoffs? Yeah. The only Guardian movie that I could see having a spinoff is going to be a Nova movie. Because you know Nova's going to come. Nova's too big of a character not to use. So I could see them bringing some of these characters back for a Nova movie. Maybe mix them up with Miss Ma the Captain Marvel in the future for like a third Captain Marvel movie. Because they're also in the cosmic space realm. But outside of that, no, I don't see too many spinoffs for this. I think that's it. I think that's where we're going. And um, back to... Uh, rocket you know we kind of go into his path and we talked about that a little bit and i wanted to talk about like how heart-wrenching that backstory was when we got to meet like Bro. floor teeth and, and lila. lila i was like what's going on here and you see like baby rocket and how he's understanding something and you're like you understand why he has so much self-hatred because he blames himself for a lot of these things but you also know like why he's so angry all the time at other people. Um, really, really great storytelling. And Bro, I was so happy. I was crying so much in like the baby rocket scenes. Like it did, they, they like even, I know it's CGI probably when they had like the little raccoon families in that yeah. cage, you could see the fear in his eyes. Yeah. Like I was like, oh damn, this is serious. And then when they put him in the cage with the floor, right? The bunny. Yeah. And he first had a surgery. His head was shaved off. Yeah. He was like, it hurts. Like, I, I broke down, man. I yeah. Was like, uh -uh. Nope. Don't you dare do this to me. I will kill whoever hurts Rocket ever again. Like, I was angry and crying in the theaters, man. It was weird. They said this movie is really hard for animal lovers, and I, I can see yeah. why. I have two dogs. If anybody touches my dogs... Same. Oh. I had two Yorkies, so it's like similar-ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Let's go to the comments real quick. Uh, what is it? I also think the dichotomy between the innocence and the relentless kindness of younger Rocket to a more sarcastic, pessimistic adult Rocket is really beautifully tragic. Yeah, I agree. It is very tragic. Well, you uh, see but, that change, too. Mm-hmm instantly when he's in the cockpit you see him go from i believe things i know things can happen to everyone's against me everyone lies to me everything it's taken from me That's yeah, yeah. and you see it because his ears go straight back like he is now the yeah. brow comes down he does that it's almost like an instant change yeah, but something was special about Rocket because Rocket was smarter than all of the other animals and he was able to figure out something the high evolutionary wasn't even able to figure out, right? So something about Rocket was very special and we see that when uh, he brings a Ninja Turtle out and tries to make him like, yo, also, like, is it me or were there a lot of Ninja Turtle references? Because there was like a pig who reminded me of Bebop, a snapping turtle that reminded <laughs> me of like Rocksteady, and then like freaking a Ninja Turtle in the middle of the thing. Like, was that just me or did anybody else see that? No, so when definitely... you... 
good. Yeah. I was going to say, it was just definitely in there. It was way too on the nose to not think Ninja Turtles. Like, if you've seen the Ninja Turtles, you're like, eh, I get it. Nice. I, like, when I saw Warpig in them, it was like, what in the Bebop Rocksteady is going on right now? It was like a <laughs> mixture of Bebop Rocksteady and uh, uh, Krang. Like, all to one. Yeah. It was too on the nose. Like, yeah. we know what they were doing. Like, there's no way they didn't know. My favorite part about the the rocket backstory is that Peter kept saying that like it's not a trap when you know it's a trap. It's a face off, and then, and then like Rocket literally rips his face off. Like that was so good. It's kind of funny. The literal face off. I was dying. I was like, oh yeah, face off. Like it's just so good, man. I mean, Quill called it. He called him Skeletor. Yeah, he looked mm-hmm. like Skeletor, man. That was crazy. Yo, I think it's the... Go ahead. No, no, oh, I was going to say, I think it's, uh, that was the goriest thing that Marvel's put out. It was. It was very gory. Uh, I feel like even kids will have a hard time with that. Uh, yeah, they finally did the animal cruelty thing today. Uh, they put out and said, hey, there's some animal stuff, animal you know, things in this movie, just letting you know. There's, they finally put a warning out for it because it came out. It's it's funny how like people dying like ah oh, no big deal animal dying whoa we gotta put out a freaking <laughs> Peter's gonna call all of us now like here we go even though they're CGI <laughs> like no we can't take it we can't take it no the only people uh, we hurt in this were the VFX people because we didn't pay them crap oh <laughs> in solidarity we stand with the writer strike and if only the VFX artists were unionized. Because they really should be, because they need to go on strike as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a friend who worked on Wakanda and has worked on some other projects and hit tight windows. Tight windows, man. Yeah, oh, like, no. No joke. They're working 14, 18 hours a day on these projects, like usually for a month straight. It's brutal, man. Like the VFX industry needs to unionize very quickly. And people are like, oh, Saturdays and Sundays? No, they work Saturdays and Sundays too. Like yeah. it is nonsense. When, he's, when Jazz said like two months, Two months solid. That's yep. crazy. That's why I'm glad the Marvels got pushed back. They could use more of that time. It looks great. Do, yeah, because now it looks really, really good. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, so Rocket had this thing where, like I talked about earlier, where everybody kept calling him different rodent, this and, that, and he took really offense to that. And then Lila called him a raccoon, and he's like, I'm not a raccoon. And then you finally see he learned where he came from, and turns out, He's from Earth. He actually is a raccoon. And then when he gets at the end, he goes, my name is Rocket Raccoon. Dude, chills. To me, that's like up there with I Am. That's like up there with I Am Iron Iron Man. Man. Yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. It was so freaking good. I loved it. His arc was fantastic. Amazing. And then he gets to become the leader of the new Guardians. And, like, you know, it's funny because he was always fighting with Quill. He's like, hey, this is my ship. Or, like, I'm the pilot. Or, like, I am the leader, right? And, like, Quill's always, like, it's him. But turns out now it's actually Rocket the whole time. It's been Rocket the whole time. Even Quill admitted at the end, like, he was like, you will make a better captain than I ever did. Like, yeah, everyone knew. Yeah. Yeah. 
even in the comic (laughs) even in the comic it's a running joke because quill is the captain but rocket worked on the ship so much that he changes all the parts so the the ship's more rocket than his hit than his peters because rocket did so much work on the ship it's basically not even the same ship it's not even the milano anymore in the comic and this is not the milano it's the bowie which i think is really (laughs) i love how they like name one of the uh after uh milano the other one's benatar and the other one is bowie which i think it's really funny but this was a huge ship i liked it um all right now let's talk about some of the other characters because a lot of the characters got some good arcs in this right um we got swole groot <laughs> groot got swole Vin for the ultimate group oh yep we got alpha group ultimate group uh, we got to see different versions of him uh, maybe even king Groot because it looked like he had a crown at the end um that was dope. It was really, really cool to see. And you can really see the difference between this Groot and the other Groot. Like when he grows up, you thought he would look just like the original Groot, but he doesn't. He looks very different. Mm-hmm. So you know that's not the same one. Um, the other person who I think had maybe even a better arc than uh, Rocket may actually be Nebula. Like Nebula had such an amazing Thank arc, God man. God, you didn't say Drax. I was going to kill you. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like yeah. Drax's little best arc, Cosmo. Okay, let's get it right. <laughs> Cosmo, facts. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went from a bad dog to a good dog. You can't get a better arc than that. <laughs> Why not? I knew you knew I was a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, Man, I agree. Nebula. So I agree, though. Nebula's story, because like, went from because I watched all three back to back. I did the marathon. Back right. to back to back. So, like, yes. I got to relive one, two, three, and connectively keep that same energy all the way through. Mm-hmm. And you watch Nebula go from, yes, father, uh, no, whatever I need to do, I I want to kill Thanos because he did this to me. And now in the second one, well, Thanos is still there, but now I want to kill Gamora because she didn't love me. And now in this one, she finally found the family to love, and she's she lost it right and she's yeah. just trying to get it back and she's upset because she's upset she let it be lost yeah and you have to understand that in between infinity war and uh endgame she spent five years with rocket that's more years than anyone else on the team have spent together so like they probably know each other the most and when she gets that upgrade it's assumed that rocket gave her that upgrade rocket probably learned from tony stark and gave her that nanotech because she did say rocket gave me some improvements and you get to learn that because some of her things are very tony stark like and you know rocket is probably one of the smartest people in the world uh so i could see him definitely in the universe yeah and then you also see like nebula have this like kind of love for peter Right. And like in the beginning, I feel like it's more of like a brother kind of love because she's like, yo, this is somebody my sister really cared about. Right. So she cared about him, too, and took care of him. (laughs) But then at the end, (laughs) when Peter's like, I never noticed how black your eyes were. She's like, stop it. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. So she's still the same Nebula. But even though um, Gamora or Alt Gamora says you that lady sounds more like her, (laughs) which I think it, it, it goes to show how great her arc was. No, I agree. I fully agree. I think she had one of the better arcs in there, minus Rocket. His was yeah. a surprise. wasn't a surprise, but his was nice because of, like I said, it blossomed into this thing. Hers yeah. was just drastic from murderous human being to 
amazing trying to save everybody, which is funny because Gamora ended up at the end being the one that just wanted to kill everybody. Yeah. She literally had Nebula's storyline, but in volume three. Yeah. All in she, volume three. She wanted to kill everybody. And her arm reminds me of the Destroyer, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. the Destroyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From yeah, Thor. Sure. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I was also thinking it could have been more of a, a little homage to uh, what's his name? Sam S- Sebastian's character, like uh, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So could... Didn't he get her, or he, she got him the arm? The arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did. He, yeah. He might have turned it into something after he he got it for her. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's the same color color toning. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I do agree. No, that's really, really cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, like, the comments sh- real quick, man. Sure, let's uh, go to the comments. Because I know we haven't been touching the comments as much. Uh, CHM was saying, you know, the most intense scene for me was the scene where Rocco was wailing in agony for his friends, and the high evolutionary just mocked him. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. Bro, I felt so much anger in that yeah. scene. Like, big shout out. Uh, God, I cannot pronounce the name. I should look it up always. It's... Yeah, he's a guy from Peacemaker. I always love bringing this up because I think it's funny. Did you see someone tweet saying the guy played High Evolutionary really should go to DC and do something? He's really good. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, people out there just tweet <clears throat> the funniest things. Oh no, he's a big creator. Oh, oh my god like it was funny i've talked to him about it it's, i think it's hysterical uh terrell you know um theories by t he oh. called him he, he literally did like a face and goes who's gonna tell him <laughs> yeah, like straight up you know it's chikwudu iwuji like he was just yep. phenomenal as he's high so great like if i hate a villain in a movie well done because that means you are doing a phenomenal job acting right here. I, I don't think I hate any villain as much as I hate him. I think he's the worst villain. Yo, he like, was worse than Thanos for me. I think he's worse he than was Thanos. He worse than most every other MCU villain for me, Like quite frankly. Because he, he created these creatures, or he found these creatures and created them, and then he just destroys them on a whim. He doesn't love his creation. Like That's the worst type of god. Like That's just and horrible. He doesn't just create them. When uh, Nebula was, you know, held that dodecahedron thing, it was playing back the memories. Yeah. Right? She flat out said, this is worse than what my dad did to me. Right. Like, Rocket had to go through literal torture to be what he is. Yeah. And over and over af- again. Yeah, over and over again. And then after all of that, the high evolutionary was just ready to destroy him. Like, this is like, oh, I want to study your brain. Like, fuck you, man. Like, I was angry in the movie. And I think the big thing in this in this story is that, you know, you see people save humans all the time. But, like, lower life forms are also important. And people mm-hmm. don't really talk about that in, in the movies. So, I definitely agree. That was a great scene. And then you can see his reaction. Like, Rocket went through trauma, and he's never been the same Rocket since. Yeah. 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 What else we got in the comments? Oh, this one. In a, uh, I think in a way, Nebula feels love the most intensely along with Rocket, which yeah. is why I think they show the sense of disdain because the acceptance of love is the acceptance of uncertainty 100%. Yeah. Also, I feel like a lot of the time she keeps it you know, close to her chest because she deep down feels like she doesn't deserve it. And, you know, those kind of people, they always, you know, take it to heart. But you know how strongly she felt because when they found out Rocket was alive, 
she's the one that broke down crying like yeah. nebula she tears in her eye yeah she doesn't even have real eyes and she got tears right <laughs> neva neves i got a good uh question for you sure who's the bigger villain who do you hate more as a villain the high evolutionary or jackie from love is blind <laughs> high evolutionary hands down <laughs> not not even a question my guy not even a question Listen, listen. <laughs> the high evolutionary would have given him back the ring, okay? No, Facts. <laughs> Facts. Oh, man. I hate all of you. <laughs> the wife, wife watches it, and I know Neebs watched it. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Oh, man. Oh, so man. I lost where we were, man. What were we talking about right before this? Um, I don't know. But let's go back to the character. So there's Cosmo, which is the new character, which is based dog. off, like, the dog that actually went to Russia. That's, like, a real dog. That's a real uh, whole dog thing. From Russia that went to space, my guy. The dog didn't go to Russia. <laughs> well, then technically, to... afterwards, he did. He yeah. went back to Russia. I mean, kind of. <laughs> kind of, kind of. All right, all right. Um... The, also, the security guard that like uh, Gamora was like beating up, and then uh, Quill is like, "No, I could have, I could have seduced her." And then at the end, he, he did. I was like, "Yes, he's got that Riz." <laughs> like, yeah, I just need to get in. I don't know what I was gonna do with it after that. I was like, "Damn, yeah. bro." Gamora, well, was, Gamora was a little impressed. I'm not gonna lie. She she was a little impressed. That was that was some really. a little grin, a yeah. sly grin. Like... But you know, you know that actress is Ratcatcher from uh, Suicide yeah. Squad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she, she did a good job too in that like what two minute cameo she had. Yeah, yeah. Well I thought done. that was really good. Uh, Ratcatcher was really good. Um, who else was there? Um, oh, Quill, obviously. Right. Uh, the one character that I do feel like people are going to complain about is going to be Adam Warlock, and yes. people are going to complain that they nerfed Adam Warlock. And to that, That's I'm exactly saying exactly the word I used. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's not Adam Warlock's story. Right, yeah. it, it, we needed to focus on other people, and yes, Adam Warlock is a big deal. Adam Warlock is super powerful. He technically has a Soul Stone, which I think they replaced with something else. Um, I think that's going to be. I think we'll get to see Adam Warlock again. I do not mind that they minimize his role in this movie because it let us stay with the other characters longer, and we're not going to see those guys for a while. So I did not mind that. I think it was the right thing to do. What are your thoughts about Adam Warlock? You want me to go first? Yeah, go yeah. for it, Jess. So I, when I first saw the movie this morning, uh, I absolutely hated the fact of how much they nerfed him, right? Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the movie, when they're like, oh, he was, or was it the beginning? Where like, they said he was removed from his cocoon early? Yeah. So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, wait a second. This is baby Adam Warlock. Basically, in a yeah. adult body. You know what? If that's the case, fine. This can work for now. As long as I get a good Adam Warlock movie later... You know what? So be it. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like if there's a Nova movie or there's something else, we can get him. Maybe he'll be a big part of Secret Wars. Who knows? Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, on on myself, I think I'm amazing. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no I, uh, he was a convenience character. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It helped mm -hmm. them get out of situations easier. It's like, how do we get Nebula to stop doing this? We'll have Adam come through. Uh, well, how do we do this? We'll have Adam do this. You know, it was just an easy right. And I know it's not an easy right. It's not, I'm not saying what they did was uh, sloppy or just haphazard. Uh, it's just easier. Mm -hmm. And you can move on to the next thing without having to, like, give more story into it. That's fair. Fair, fair.
Um, and then we also see like the high evolutionary. He built this counter Earth, and it's filled with animals who are kind of like evolved to be like humans. Uh, but they turned out to be just as assholes as we are. <laughs> like, yeah, right? They're, they're doing drugs. The society, yeah. right? The same like suburban neighborhoods with yeah. like the multifamily houses. Everyone's just mowing their lawn. It's just so mundane. The cookie cutter homes. And they picked like, the 1980s, which is ironic because that's where Quill remembers. So they picked like 1980s Earth. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's okay because we're in the same age bracketing somewhat, right? Yeah. And I heard the people behind me, when the photos were on, they went, oh, look at those 90s photos. And I was like, <laughs> the laser background and all that stuff? That is 80s. What is yeah, wrong with you? Oh, up. my God. I have the laser background picture, man. <laughs> you, you got it done last year at a Walmart. Stop it. <laughs> you have a shirt and an 8x10 at all times with you. Yes, you yes. You too well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Now, now I lost my train of thought after that. Neves literally at everything. He'll pull it out at any convention. Do you want me to sign this for you? And then he look and be like, "Why? Yeah, right. Why? Aren't you Lasers. Ted Lasso? Lasers. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So that happens, and we kind of get to see the evolutionary just be like, "Well, listen, this universe is not doing so hot." maybe i need to just blow this one up too and it's just like really that's it like you have all these creations and you just like blow them up so like in fact he does think of himself as a god he creates the perfect universe it's what he's trying to do and in his mind he's trying to create a universe without ignorance without bigotry and without violence where you're kind of like okay i see that and then when like you see him like just kill people because he doesn't have that society just like that that's crazy. I could swallow the Thanos pill a little bit easier. That one was, I mean, I look better idea, but the way you're going about it, I can't. I, I'm not. I can't get behind. I'm. Right. I'm down with you, high evolutionary. But like, we can do something else. And I thought it was interesting that his ship was the key to the core of the planet. Yeah. And yeah. when he pulls it out, the whole thing erupts. What I didn't like, and the more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking, <laughs> when he pulls is, it out, the whole thing erupts. <laughs> I mean, I've got that sound effect if you really want me to hit it. But um not that one, not that one, not that um uh where you could go to maybe see planets erupt. Um what does it say? Uh what treatment was he getting? That was never explained. He was uh, getting his treatment, but what was the treatment? Maybe with a facial because <laughs> his skin was not Please doing so off. hot. No, his skin was not doing too well. Sure. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what you were going with. Okay. No, because you see it, see it peel off a little bit, and then they pull it off completely. No, Rocket pulled it off completely. Yeah, Rocket. Oof, man. It's definitely a Skeletor. <laughs> no, um, he was clearly, like, cancer-ridden, right? Like, with the way he was sick, with the way he was crawling, begging for, like, essentially Rocket's help. I, I think it had to be some type of genetic disease, like, you know, a cancer or, you know, a blood disease or bone marrow or something. Like, he definitely had issues where he could have died if it wasn't for Rocket. Mm. And I think Rocket saving him was like, you know, I'm a god. Who the hell are you? And how did you save me? Like, yeah. I, think I mean, put really, in that quote, right? Yeah, right. Like, that's really what got under his skin. Like, God's not you know, here. That's why I stepped in. Yeah. And yeah. even you. 
you are just mortal. You're not even a god yourself, buddy. And then that the poor line. idiot pulled a gun on him. Yeah. Ah! We <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, no, definitely got. <laughs> um, also, um, let's see. What was the other thing? We did see the new humans that he was creating, and one of those humans was Phila uh, Val, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's supposed to. Which be... is one of the originals. Right, one of yeah. the originals. Uh, Adam, you got any comments about that? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited that they... Because when the Guardians originally came out, obviously everyone went, who? And right. now that they're actually putting some of the original characters in there with some of the newer characters or characters we don't know of and things like that, I'm enjoying that, I'm with especially with Adam being a part of it as well. Um, I am interested to see what they're going to do with it. But I, I am happy yeah. they brought her in. Yeah. Right. I, think, I think they have to. I think they have yeah. to rotate the cast, everyone, because like all the contracts are ending, right? Yeah. And all these movie actors, they're done with uh, uh, Marvel, right? Like, you know, you know, obviously Robert Downey Jr., you know, ScarJo, like all of them, they're just done, right? I, I don't know if he done. is. I, I think Mar I, mean, I think Marvel's done with him because it's minimum $8 million just for him to say hi. Yeah. 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 So, but, like, you know, it is what it is, right? So they're going to have to rotate in other characters. And now I think in the past they were just gonna bring in people, you know, actors and uh, characters that resonated with the general audience. Now they're gonna give a lot more fan service to like the nerds like us who have been fans of the comic books for decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's a great I agree. Time to be a nerd. It's a great time to be a nerd right now. The other nerdy thing I really like was that when Quill finally meets his grandfather, we learned that his grandfather's name is Jason Quill, which in the comics, you know, Peter's father's name is Jason. So it's really interesting where they, they got that little nod, and I thought that was really cool. And I also really like the fact that they finally answered that question because it, would, it did bother me. Like, dude, Peter, you had a grandpa, bro. <laughs> like, why didn't you ever go back? And then you know that, like, his memory is fuzzy and he remembers it very differently. He, re he doesn't remember his grandfather shoving him out the room so he doesn't have to see his mom die. He just remembers him shoving him and pushing him off. And then he went and, you know, cried and then he got abducted. Um, I thought it was really good send-off and a good way to just, you know, close that loop. What do you think about that? Jazz, you want to go? First? Oh, oh, oh uh, first. okay. Yeah, sure. Pretty, uh, prettier one first, so it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, but okay. Uh, when Peter showed up to the door and he was like, oh, I'm looking for my grandpa, J or I'm looking for Jason Quill, right? And they take him to the back where he's sitting on the porch, right? I thought it was so cute how he just looked up. He was like, Pete? Like, yeah. without a moment of hesitation, he knew who his grandson was. And I was yeah, like, hasn't oh, seen him no, in 34 no, years. More waterworks. Like, yeah. just, just more waterworks at that moment. But honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like grandparents could just do that. I don't know what it is. Because they can see their kid's face in their kids. Yeah. Like, in their grandkids, I mean. Right? Like, I see my, my niece when she was born. My parents were like, we can see our child in her face. Grandparents just know. I, I, I don't yeah. know how. They just do. So, yeah. yeah. It, it hit me because, like, all my grandparents have passed away, right? So when I saw that, I'm like, oh. Yeah. 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 All right. So you guys did not like Drax's arc? So I, I no, no, I, no, I thought it was uh, great. Okay, good. Cause, like, I was I, gonna say if that was the one you thought did a really like a phenomenal job, I was gonna be pissed. Okay, but no, no. Drax's arc has, a, has him going from 
Warrior to Father. Yeah. That was great. Like, I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. Almost it, it, very similar to um, Nebulous. Yeah, because you see, like, he's always Dac, uh, Drax the Destroyer, and you think that his only good thing to do that he is he, like, blow things up or destroy things, right? Uh, and, like, obviously they call him, like, an idiot. And, like, I think that's something that, like, Dave Bautista didn't really like about the character because in the comics he's not that much of an idiot. He just, like, doesn't understand analogies and metaphors and stuff like that. Um, but this was a really good way to see, like, he has other strength than just being a destroyer. He's a father. Because out of all of them, he's the only one that's ever raised a child. And then when all these kids are there, like, Gamora and uh nebula were little girls when they were tortured and brainwashed by thanos they don't know what it's like to be a kid but you know drax knows what it's like to raise a kid and we've seen that in the comics we've seen that in the video games we see that in the cartoons uh they always show that in drax and i'm really glad that he got this storyline and then you know he always says like dancing is for idiots and then you see him dancing with the kids and stuff like that uh very happy with his storyline and he, you could see him and mantis relationship he thinks mantis is weak and can't protect himself she thinks he's kind of dumb and can't protect himself but they both need to go their separate ways to kind of learn their own strengths and I was happy with that. I really, really liked that. Also, I love the fact that he keeps eating the Zarg nuts, which is from like. <laughs> I lost it. It's so funny. <laughs> what if I wanted a Zarg nut? Oh, too bad. They're all, all, gone. Right, all gone. And then, like, yoink. <laughs> and you, that's a callback to when he was talking in volume two that you can't see him because he moves so slowly. Yeah. And it's like he invisible to the naked eye he was eating a zarg nut when he was doing that so and also they were saying about the zarg nuts uh i believe in volume one or volume two same thing and they were like where'd all the zarg nuts oh and he ate them all also if you noticed when they were um uh when they were with one of the um oh my god right after they left the chemical place with the orb that helped rocket yeah yeah and they were um, interrogating um, the person they found, and Adam Warlock like blew him to smithereens. You know, yeah. The girl was eating the little Zarg radish. Nuts, thing. Yeah. Oh, no, the, yeah. the, the, oh, radish the radish thing that wasn't ripe from Volume Two. Volume Two, you're right. You're and right. And she's like, "Oh, I'm hungry." Nebby's like, "I'm hungry." And she's like, "It's not ripe yet." And it was, it was ripe, and the girl was eating it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love these little Easter eggs. That's so good. I didn't even notice that what that was. I was like, oh, it's some snack from the cafeteria. That's funny. Wow, it's an Easter egg. Cool. The other thing that I found really funny was when they were all wearing those Among Us suits. <laughs> and, then they, <laughs> and then the comms were, like, color-coded, but incorrectly. <laughs> also, can we talk about how, how like, Mantis's thing was always falling flat on her face? Yes. That girl yeah. stayed breaking her neck that entire movie. Oh my gosh. When she, she fell into that it. pit, right? Right before, I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. And then, like, no, she just gets up. I'm like, what happened? Like, what? Yo, yeah, Mantis had some really, really. She, she did a lot of falling on her face in the Christmas special, too, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is really, really funny. But that one, like, it looked like she landed on her neck, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm surprised she's alive. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the body that Nebula carries in the beginning when he's drunk, when Quill's drunk? Yeah, it is is a fake body, but it looks just like him. Oh wow! Have you seen so BD from comicbook.com interviewed them? Yeah, I was talking to them about about the body and stuff. And James goes, "Yeah, I had it in my office for like a month. 
And I, I, uh, when people came in, I let them do whatever. And Chris looks over and goes, what did you let them do to my body? And he goes, he goes, wait, what? He goes, what did they do in me? And he goes, wait, what? I just let them come in. And, and he was like, what did you let them do to me? Oh my God. It was hysterical. James finally got it and starts dying. He goes, yeah. Anyone that came in, I let him have a shot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's so good. BD is awesome. I love that guy. Love BD. Yeah. Oh man. That's so But funny. even Mantis, like, I think she had one of the bigger arcs as well because she was a nobody who knew nothing other than, um, you know, ego. And now is like, like a new puppy. Like, what's this world? What, what do I learn? Right. What's going on? Yeah. But she knew yeah. nothing other than that group. And now she's doing the, I got to find out who I am. So exactly. I think we get a Mantis show. A yeah. I really, really like that. Also, um, ironically, <laughs> I think it's really, really funny that like, you know, not only is this not like, yes, it's a Marvel movie, but it's like one of the darker Marvel movies, but it also had Marvel's first F-bomb. <laughs> like that so took funny, me out. <laughs> it had its first two F-bombs. Two? Wait, what's the other one? When the, Beastie, when the Beastie Boy song starts, he's the very first word he says is, is, is. No way. Because <laughs> the PG-13 movie cannot have two F-bombs. The song has it. No way. Very first, very first thing. It's very quick, but it. Shout out to the editors for making they, that happen. And Chris away. talked about that as well. He was like, we, it wasn't scripted. It's always been a thing. Everybody in the MCU has been trying to get an F-bomb in there. But it's always been a, if you get it in there, understand you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, they let me do it. He was like, it was unscripted. I just said, open the door. I don't know if I can swear or not on here. So I was like, Yeah, you can, you can swear. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, open the fucking door. And it was just him literally, like, ad-libbed, said that to her, and they allowed it. That's so funny. But, like, I've been in that situation. But, like, I don't know if new cars do that anymore because I haven't been in that situation forever. But I remember yeah. Yeah. all oh, the yeah. time. It's like, you pull at the same time. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh you're trying God. to get it or, like, uh, you got to shimmy it a certain way yeah. and get it up. Like, yeah. You got to press the button and then pull it. Like, it's so, yeah. like, and now, like, you just walk near a car. The door's open. <laughs> yeah, the handle pops out or the door flips open or does whatever the hell it does yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So funny. These old people. Right. That's so funny. Anybody who's still got a Chrysler. Also, the Beastie Boys are having a good month, man. They were in the Mario movie. They were in this movie. They were in the uh, what you call it, Marvel's trailer. Yeah. Like, Too bad none of them can celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> you are all welcome. Because oh, they're all so messed up. It's <laughs> so funny. Damn, that's messed up. Um, <laughs> Also, all right. It seems like you asshole came out like that got awkward. Damn, real death shit. Uh, what do I do now? Scramble. Commercial. There's no commercials. Shit. What do I do? I am Groot. I'm just gonna say I am Groot for like the next two minutes. When ye said, "I love you all," wept like a small child, lip in mouth. Yo, but like, did you hear the theory? The theory is he didn't say, we, I love you all. Have you guys heard this theory yet? No. Yeah. So, so the theory is Groot didn't say, I love you. He said, I am Groot. But just like Gamora, we spent so much time with Groot that we can now understand him. Yeah, that's what I was getting from the whole thing. So that is that was like so good because like, 
like people like Gamora was saying over and over again. How do you guys understand him? All he's saying is three words over and over again. Everyone says that, and then all, all, after a while, everyone just kind of knows what he's saying, right? And we as the audience also just knew what he was saying at the very end, which I love that theory. I think that's phenomenal. I mean, I don't even think that's a theory. I'm pretty sure that's no, what that's they not, did. That's canon. Like, that's not a theory. Yeah. <gasps> but I'm so lying. Good. I just looked at the lyrics. It's not. It's foot on the... Never mind. Foot on the pedal. Damn. Ah, really hoping it was two. One F-bomb. All right. Ah. All right. Uh, so hyper two. Can we talk about oh. Dave Bautista? So, like, I watched him talking about... Um, he was doing presser for Knock at the Cabin Door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. He, he didn't watch your mouth. I thought it was great. I thought it was fake. I heard hesitation in that. Was wait, did you really mean you liked it? No, I actually quite. Enjoyed oh, okay. It. I just want to make sure. Or I was <laughs> coming. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Okay. Um, it's, it's actually an M Night Shyamalan movie. Actually, there you go. It's M Night. It's M Night. So, yeah. look, look. Last podcast in the episode right before this, I said there are a handful of movies by M Night that are good. Uh, Knock on the Cabin Door is one of them. Mm, okay okay so he was talking about he didn't get that last day goodbye with everybody he had to shoot his stuff and when he was done they still were filming other things mm -hmm. so he wasn't there for the last day the cries the hugs the goodbyes Aww. any of that oh, so he said when they start doing the press tours for like all this stuff he said that's when he'll kind of like get emotional and like get that like yeah. thought of that feeling of like finished uh he said but it just he did it and they uh, literally he stopped filming Mm. That night he flew out for yeah. the press tour for Knock at the Cabin. What well, I hope they gave him like you know sofas at these press tours. And it totally is to sleep on. Trust me, as a married husband, I'm just letting you know <laughs> they are used for beds. As an unmarried person, I will occasionally go sleep on a sofa. Like sometimes they're just a bit more comfortable at night. I guess. Yo, I love taking naps on a sofa. Yo, sofa naps are so dope. They're they're safer too. Because yes. if you nap in bed, it's not a nap. No. You're sleeping for at least four hours. If you, nap in, if you nap in bed, you basically time travel. Because you wake up and you don't know what day it is, what month, week, or year. Where am I? <laughs> what is going on? Whose room is this? <laughs> that was me last night. I was in bed at like, or sorry, I took a nap at 6 p.m. Think I'll wake up at 10 p.m. get some work done. I woke up at 7 a.m. the day after. I slept for 13 hours. And mm. I had no idea what was going on. That's so funny. Yep. You you can't nap in a bed. You sleep in a bed. You nap on the couch. You na nap on the there. sofa. You nap mm -hmm. on the yep. sofa. Unless yeah. you're in an argument, then you do sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. That. Yeah, that's all you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. But he's married, so, I mean, who's... Valid. <laughs> Valid. That, that is, that's uh, the whole. That's a, he easily beats us there, man. Like, fair, Neebs, fair. what do you think about Quill's story? Are you upset that this turned out not to be about him? No, I don't mind it at all. I feel like I'm really happy that it didn't end up being about him. I feel like the other characters needed their place to shine. In fact, um, the thing is, honestly, I don't like because I've read the comics and I watched the cartoons. Like, I feel like. Quill story was mainly in two and we saw it and we got it and we're happy with it and we're good. Right. And, but there's a lot of things that like they change, like the element blasters, they don't really focus on any spar tech stuff. They don't really focus on. So like, I don't see anything else they could have done. So I'm pretty happy with where they left off at his storyline. I don't think he needed more. I know when he comes back, by the way. Yeah, of course. I think actually was a Quill story though. Almost like, yes, it's mainly about rocket and his past and how he grew up. But 
Quill was in every scene doing whatever he could to save him. Like, he was the true number two character in this movie. And you can't just say, you know, this wasn't about Phil or Quill. It was. And so I think, like, even though he wasn't the main character, this was still technically a small portion of Quill's story. I mean, st he's still, like, the main guy, but it's kind of just, like, his arc was done basically right like he was he had this thing about gamora and then he was like threw all that aside to focus on his best friend who uh sec second best friend i don't know right and uh i think that was like the main thing to get him going and the side story of his was how he finally got over gamora right which i think like he did and he didn't it's kind of like they left it open-ended i think for you to decide were fun yeah, mm. I, that, that was nice. That was nice. Mm. That was so, I mean, that, like, thinking about it and, like, some current event things with me and things like that kind of got to me a bit. And it was just like, oh, like, man, that really got me because I was, I, I could, I can imagine that of, uh, it, it is almost like, um, God, it wasn't Dear John. Uh, which movie, which Sparks movie was it? Um, the Vow, where Rachel McAdams loses her memory of her husband. And, they end up splitting and it's like, you know, you love this person and you know, this person loved you, but yeah. they don't remember loving you. Yeah. And like, how do you live your life like that? Like, how do you go away from something you didn't, you didn't lose? Yeah. That's wild. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to have. And then like, she kind of, you get, she kind of gets it a little, you know, at the end and, I kind of like. What do you guys think? You think they were falling for each other at the end? You think if they had a little more time, they would get there? I think Marvel would have done it, but I'm glad they didn't do it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. They can do it like, at the Easter special, which is the next time we we will see Quill. Right, and mm. you know what? That's fine. But like in the actual main canon of this, like I think it's good to show loss like that and people moving on. We don't always see that, and it was really refreshing to see it in a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. That entire movie is about moving on, right? At that the yeah. end. Yeah, that is very it was true. So good, like, and I'm very glad they did that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, cool, man. Um, anything else we missed before we wrap up? Man, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm upset they didn't do the holiday special when they showed me the three. <laughs> I really, I because because in that it starts, you know, in the third volume three, it starts with like he's your he's your brother. You figured out, and like if you didn't watch that. Whoa, what do you mean Mantis is her brother? Yeah, yeah. Her brother sister. Like, that's a major thing. Yeah. Also, yeah. Palm and Sean are really nice people. No, really? Yes. Nice. I got to meet them. They were really nice. Oh, speaking of Sean, like, uh, he, Cracklin, he got to learn how to do the arrow. The whistle, oh, great yeah. moment. Yeah, great moment. Love that. Yeah, scene. Jay Frazier and I were talking about, like, when you have a movie like this, right, where there's so many main characters, technically... To tell each story, like you would have to have almost like two parts, three parts for that many people. Yeah. And and James had like made three movies, and this last one ended every one, every single arc. Yeah. Perfectly. Yep. And it didn't have to be four and a half hours or five no. hours. Under three hours. This was here's your here's hours. the arc. Yeah. Like, boom. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say to that, I have had some friends complain. That the movie was boring at parts, and I disagree. Honestly, I'm just like, I I, I don't see where? what you're saying, man. Ask like, them yes. where. Yeah, that's what I did, and they're like, oh, he's just so slow here. There's no action here. There's a lot of talking, and I'm like, I, I, I guess. feelings. 
Yeah, like I guess. You let it marinate. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, people will complain about it. Um, I'm not in that boat. I genuinely enjoyed this movie. The, yeah, the only that. complaint I feel is valid is the Adam Warlock uh, complaint. But even then, I feel like we should let that slide. Yeah, we'll, we'll let it slide for now. Like, yeah. if he comes back yeah. later, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I sure. think it's best trilogy. Yeah. I agree. I, I think. I agree. The no, only no, no, other. No. Out of any movie. Oh. Not in the MCU. Like, I put this above Aww. OG Star Wars trilogy. You put this above the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, because I'm actually one of the psychopaths who sits here and and on a hill I will die. That entire trilogy is just held together by one man who was in the movie for 35 minutes and spoke very little. And anybody could have played Batman. Christian Bale was just a voice. <laughs> You know what? I don't know about that. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now with that in mind, and then I'll come back to you and see. Because think sounds. about it, right? Yeah, like I'm thinking you about you had Batman Begins. You had Batman Begins, which was okay. It was a bit of a mess because <laughs> who's your villain? Scarecrow, Ra's or, or, or Ra's al Ghul? Yeah. And Ra's like... al Ghul was there, but Ra's al Ghul was barely in it. And you had the background. You could have had Scarecrow be the villain. Him learn and him having nightmares about him being trained by Ra's, then. You go into the second movie having the Joker, which was great. I love that movie. I, I don't have an argument with that movie. But then you had the Dark Knight Rises. Ra's al Ghul could have been your main villain. Yeah. And, and that's when he came back and brought Bane with him. You didn't need Talia. Yeah, okay. I think I think Talia was just supposed to be a poorly right. kept secret or twist, which I I, I don't love. But I, I love those movies. I'm not going to play about a trilogy it. for you then, man. Uh, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, so here's what I'll tell you. I did say I, did, I made a video earlier. There are three trilogies that I I I, I would I would play with. Okay. It's okay. The Hobbit, The yeah. Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. and all the, all three Planet of the Apes. Okay. There's only three Planet of the Apes. I thought there were more. Well, there the are. earlier Planet Apes, but the but the actual like, um, d what is it? Dawn, Rise, and War. Uh, what was the one? I I, I guess it's not a trilogy anymore. But for a while, my my favorite trilogy was the Toy Story trilogy. Yeah. No, no. Um, in, in my mind, it is still a trilogy. Oh yeah, that's still a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> we we all agree that's still a trilogy. Like four was nice. <laughs> Right. Um, five was even okay at points. Wait, there's a five? Yeah. I don't even know, man. I, I didn't see the fifth one, I'll be honest. I didn't even know there was a five. Yeah, they're going to make a... Oh, no, yeah, four just came out. Four was the one at the toys, at the uh, right, amusement park right. where they... Yeah, yeah, they're making yeah. a they're making a fifth one, they said. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah no, I, I, I... Better than... Because even if you look to, like, Back to the Future, right? Like, one and two, great. Three... Train wreck, no pun intended. Uh, Godfather, <laughs> Godfather, I Godfather, disagree. I Godfather like one, great. Yeah, it's corny. The third one, and it's fun to watch. But can you sit there and say these were all A minus and A? No. Okay, no, no. And also, I'm putting in there. Name me another trilogy that absolutely, from track one to track 172, you can listen to the entire soundtrack. Of all three, and never skip a song. Fair, yeah, fair. That's. I mean, I'm still gonna put Lord of the Rings above this one, but this is a very. I grew up thing. with Lord of the Rings, so like I'm with you. I've got them back yeah. here. They're they're all here. <laughs> trust me. But like, 
I, I'm there with you. I, I it's yeah. an argument I would have and be okay either way. Right. But for me, that... I could watch Guardians of the Galaxy all day, every day. It's oh, okay. definitely up there. It's definitely up there for me, for sure. Like Jazz, definitely... I'll tell you, when uh, Return of the King came out, I was in the IMAX here in Jersey and watched all three extended back to back. Oh yeah, I, I'm one of those people too. I did that. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I just thought this was better. I think is definitely the best in Marvel. Uh, maybe even superhero movies in general. Uh, but There's outside no of that, with DC. What? This is they barely sure the made one. <laughs> this is not even a question. DC, yeah. I mean, technically, they did make uh, which one call it the Bat uh, the Batman ones, um, the Dark Knight ones. Though no, they're technically like, DC, but when, not DCU. When he he gave the argument there. He's right. Like anybody could have played Batman there. Like the more I think about it, I think I would place this above that trilogy now. Like think about it, right? When I go Christopher Nolan's Batman, what do you immediately think about? Heath Ledger. You think of the yeah, Joker. You're right. I think about Joker. Heath Ledger. Exactly. You think of one movie. What? What? Yeah. You don't think of... I love all of them. I'm not going to lie. And I, I, I do agree that The Rises is the, the weakest one, but I love Batman Begins. Batman Begins is really good, and I love the way they... Yeah, like. Christian first, is good, man. first of all, in my opinion, Batman Begins started the revolution of like superhero movies because nobody was doing dark superhero movies. Blade! Okay, fine, Blade. But no one did it the way they did it, all Thank right? With Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Blade started this shit. Everyone needs to knock it off. The Blade trilogy. Blade was a rated R movie, and Blade was all a dark story in general. This is with taking a but campy character. It. I was in like middle school or high school when I downloaded Blade on LimeWire and watched it, all right? Like, that doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can't judge <laughs> an R rated movie with a PG 13 movie. You had to get a new computer afterwards? No, I didn't, because I knew <laughs> not to download Blade.exe and to download Blade.mov. Oh, <laughs> and also, this entire movie is four megabytes. <laughs> it's not a movie. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, before we get a virus, let's wrap it up, all right? <laughs> I haven't had one since high school. Go ahead. Um... Adam, where can people find you? Let them know where they can find you. Uh, MySpace. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, AOL message board. No. Uh, so you can find me on TikTok. Obviously, that's like my main thing. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm trying to get better at, but uh, for the most part, like that. that no, for Facebook's the most part, hard, and man. and, and, and it cons. There's nothing on Facebook other than grandparents and races. <laughs> Are those grandparents. <laughs> they like giving money. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you can find me there. Uh, you can yeah, find me at New York Comic Con with my boy Neebs. Yes, man. We're always hanging out. Are you going to San Diego? I'm trying. It's in. I've got some things that I need to do. All so right. I'm going to Awesome Con um, uh, in June. I'm going to Dream Con. I'm going to another con, and then um, I'm trying to do a couple other ones. So. Is the answer? Uh, all right, all right, fair. San Diego, fair. I definitely want to do because I've never done it yet, and it's I'm Mecca. So I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to be there. So uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, let me know, man. It should be a lot of fun. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us, and until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. Boop.